Hi friends, it's Pastor Drew Wilkerson from Bridgewater Church. Hey, thanks for stopping by this podcast. It's our prayer that as you listen, God will speak to your heart and you will feel inspired and you'll learn new things that will help you in your daily walk with God and just in life in general. So again, thanks for stopping by and thanks for listening. Well, good morning, everyone. I am so glad you have joined us for this celebration of moms. What an incredible Sunday we have to be able to gather together and think about and thank the women in our lives who have made such a difference. We're talking about moms and grandmas, but we're also talking about any caregiver of children. It could be an aunt. It could be uh, a family friend, an adopted mom, a foster care mom as well. Wow, we, we just have so much ground to cover, and what an incredible moment we are experiencing today. In fact, it made me think of the story of a little girl who was practicing to recite a scripture at her church. She, with all of her friends, were involved in a Children's Day celebration. And it was time for this little girl to come up on the stage. And her mom was right down front. She had been practicing for weeks. And the scripture she was supposed to begin with was, Jesus is the light of the world. In fact, Let's start over, Liz, one more time. Here we go. Well, good morning, everyone. I'm so glad that we're gathering together on this great Sunday and for a celebration of moms. You know, we are blessed to have the impact of mothers in our lives, whether that's a mom, a grandmother, uh, someone who has been a foster care mom, adopted parent, What about ants? Different people that God sends. Okay, one more time, Liz. I'm just not happy with it yet. Here we go. Good morning, everyone. It's Mother's Day. What a great time to celebrate together. Hopefully, you're preparing to uh, celebrate and care for the moms that are within reach. And perhaps you're like me and you're thinking about your mom and the times that you were able to spend with her when she was alive impacting your life you know moms whether you're caregivers whether you're grandmothers aunts whether you're uh, foster care moms or adopted moms we have something to celebrate today because of the impact that these incredible women have on our lives. And I was thinking about the story of a mother who had prepared her her daughter for a children's day at church. And they were getting ready to recite scripture. And her daughter had practiced one scripture over and over again. It was the passage where Jesus said, I am the light of the world. That's all she had to say. She came out on stage and her mother was sitting right down front. 
But the minute the little girl saw everyone, she was paralyzed with fear. Everyone looking back at her. That simple passage wasn't so simple anymore. And her mother tried to prompt her. Her mother tried to bring her along. And finally, her mother said loud enough for her daughter to hear, I am the light of the world. Suddenly, her daughter's face was illuminated. And she blurted out, My mother is the light of the world. I love that story. Because you know what? Moms are the light of a child's world. I want to do something to understand how important mothers really are. And I want to talk about for the next few minutes, the life of Mary, the mother of Jesus. As I was thinking about the importance of mothers in our lives, I realized once again just how unique Mary is to the story and, of course, the life of Jesus. In Luke chapter 1, 26 through 28, we read, In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. When I look at this passage of Scripture, I realize very, very quickly that, as Walter Ledfield writes, Mary has found favor with God. She is a recipient of his grace. And she can therefore say, my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. Now, why is all of this so important on this Mother's Day? As we go through three very unique scenes in the life of of Mary, the mother of Jesus, I want you to realize this morning that, yes, Mary is unique in the story of the birth of Christ. But I don't want you to miss what it was actually said, that God highly favored her. And what that phrase means is she was a recipient of God's grace. Moms, I want to say this to you this morning. You are a day-to-day parent, just like Mary was. And I'm confident Mary must have cried out to God, the Heavenly Father, on numerous occasions, praying for her son, Jesus. And I want you to, to, to actually walk with Mary today and realize that just as she was favored by God, God wants to favor every mother in Such a way that you receive the grace, that you receive the love from God, that you need to be the mother that God has called you to be. We're going to look at three unforgettable virtues that Mary demonstrates in her life. And I want you to think about this this morning. Moms are magnificent. 
I didn't say mothers are perfect, but moms are magnificent. God has created you, and God is gifting you with his favor and grace to be the woman, to be the mother, to be the leader that your children need you to be. And I want to show you exactly how Mary fulfilled this role. And let's begin by turning to Luke 1, 26 through 38. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. Now, the very first virtue that Mary is, is demonstrating to us is this. A mother is a model to follow. This, this isn't just a Christmas passage. I know that we talk about Mary the most at Christmas time, but this wasn't even what Mary would consider a Christmas visitation from an angel. This is just an everyday a, a moment in her life when a miraculous thing happened and Gabriel, the messenger of God, comes and shares such an incredible piece of news. Mary is going to become the mother of the Messiah. Ladies, where were you when you found out that you were pregnant with your first child or that you discovered that you were going to be a mother. I can remember the phone call that Kay received announcing that we were going to have our first child, Melissa. And when she heard the nurse tell her that she was pregnant over the phone, Kay just paused for a moment. She didn't really know what to say. And then Kay heard these words that were so unsettling. The nurse said, do you want to terminate? I heard Kay in the background. I, I heard her say, heavens no, I don't want to terminate. Kay was just simply soaking in the reality that God was creating a miracle inside her. What about Mary? What was Mary thinking when she discovered that Gabriel was sharing news that she would become pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit? And then she had to go tell Joseph. How did that go? Honey, I'm pregnant. Wait a minute. Joseph and Mary were betrothed, but they hadn't been intimate. And then can you imagine the follow-up? And I'm going to be the mother of the Messiah, and you're going to be the earthly father of the Messiah. Luke 1.38 stands out to me. I hope it does to you, and especially to, your, to you moms. And Mary said, Behold, I am a servant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. Here's this first virtue 
A mother is a model to follow. One of the reasons that Jesus was successful in his ministry was because the Son of God had Mary as his mom. Yeah, of course, of course, Jesus is the Son of God. But Mary was an essential role model in the life of Jesus. What an incredible mother Mary must have been. Even before the birth of Jesus, she was determining to be a role model. She had said to God through Gabriel, Be it to me as you have said, God, I will follow you. I will be obedient to you. I will focus on you and you alone. Moms, don't miss this. To be the mother, to be the caregiver in whatever role you're influencing a child, understand this, that God wants you to uh, rely on him. He's ready to give your fa his favor to you. He's ready to bless you with his grace and love. But you've got to come to God and accept the fact that he has tagged you. You have to realize that it's not a mistake that God has called you into the role that you are in to model his love and his grace to the child or to the children in your life. In fact, there's a story told about the great preacher G. Campbell Morgan. He raised four sons with his wife, all who became pastors just like he was. And there was a season when uh, G. Campbell was in London preaching, and his son Howard was asked to fulfill uh, responsibilities at his dad's church. He was a good preacher. And afterward, somebody was trying to bait Howard a little bit and said, hey, of all the preachers in your family, who's the best? And without hesitation, Howard Campbell said, my mother. Oh, wow. Come on, understand this morning that God blessed Mary with incredible grace and love to be the mother that Jesus needed in this life. He needed a caregiver. He needed someone to hug him and hold him and love him. Realize this morning exactly what Ruth uh, Graham had said. Billy Graham's wife, Ruth, married to an amazing evangelist, but here's what she said. As a mother, my job is to take care of the possible and trust God with the impossible. Moms, don't miss this first virtue. A mother is a model to follow. Moms, your children need you to love Jesus. Your children need to watch how you are graceful and caring and compassionate because the love of God is in your heart and your life. And notice again, I'm not saying your children are needing a perfect parent. What God wants is a mother who will be a model to follow. And then your children will know the way.
Well, let's look at another scene in Mary's life. John chapter 2, verse 1 through 11. And we're going to fast forward. Jesus is getting ready to begin his earthly ministry. Many scholars believe that Jesus is about 30 years old when we read this passage. And I think it's interesting how, how things have changed in the dynamic of his relationship with Mary. On the third day, a wedding took place at Cana in Galilee. Jesus' mother was there, and Jesus and his disciples also had been invited to the wedding. When the wine was gone, Jesus' mother said to him, They have no more wine. Woman, why do you involve me? Jesus replied. My hour is not yet come. His mother said to the servants, Do whatever he tells you. Nearby stood six stone water jars, the kind used by Jews for ceremonial washing, each holding from 20 to 30 gallons. Jesus said to the servants, fill the jars with water. So they filled them to the brim. Then he told them, now draw some out and take it to the master of the banquet. They did so. And the master of the banquet tasted the water that had been turned into wine. He did not realize where it had come from. Though the servants who had drawn the water knew, then he called the bridegroom aside and said, Everyone brings out the choice wine first, and then the cheaper wine after. The guests have had too much to drink, but you have saved the best till now. What Jesus did here in Cana of Galilee was the first of the signs through which he revealed his glory, and his disciples believed in him. Moms, here's the next virtue. A mother is optimistic at all times. A mother is optimistic at all times. Now, I have to tell you, I think this is one of the coolest, most dynamic passages of Scripture as we think about the relationship between Jesus and his mom. Clearly, Mary has some type of uh, organizational role in this wedding in Cana. More than likely, uh, this was a wedding of friends and she had been asked to host or to help with the details. Jesus and the disciples were invited and it was a big deal. Wedding feast in that day would last four days. Three and four and five days long. And no wonder they ran out of wine. And when it happened, Mary goes to Jesus as her son. She knew he was the son of God. She knew he had the ability to work miracles. <laughs> and Mary goes to Jesus, and I think the message beautifully captures this passage of Scripture. Listen to how it's written uh, in the message. Jesus' mother told him, they're just about out of wine. Jesus said, is that any of our business, mother? Yours or mine? This isn't my time. Don't push me. <laughs> I got to tell you, I love this passage. I love it. It reminds me of the time that I, as a teenager, felt called to ministry. And my family was visiting with, relatives in the south 
we were in Alabama for a trip, and I reluctantly had shared with my mother that I was called to ministry, reluctant only because I wasn't sure of myself. But I'll never forget sitting on a screened-in porch with a lot of family members when my mother blurted out, Drew is going to be a pastor. Go ahead, honey, tell everybody. <laughs> I was so embarrassed in the moment. I don't know how Jesus felt, but I do know this. Jesus wasn't upset with Mary. Don't misunderstand the passage. He was just saying, Mom, it's not my time yet. This, this is not what I was thinking would be my first miracle that would launch my messianic ministry. But, but moms are always the same. Mary, Mary looks at the servants and said, do what he tells you. Why? Because the Greek language indicates that Mary knew Jesus would do the right thing. Was it a miracle that caused his disciples to believe in him? Yes. Was it a miracle that would bring glory and honor to God and launch his ministry? Definitely. But was this also a miracle that his mama asked for? And the answer is yes. Understand this morning the second virtue. Mothers are optimistic at all times. It doesn't mean that your children are perfect and you don't need to discipline them. We're not talking about some of the day-to-day -day routine things. We're talking about that overall, moms, your children need you to be optimistic. Caregivers of children. These babies that we have, even these teenagers that can be difficult at times, what we have to realize is, is that God has given you, mom, you, the role of optimism and hope in the life of a child. Thomas Edison, the great inventor, once wrote, I did not have my mother long, but she cast over me an influence which has lasted all my life. The good effects of her early training I never can lose. If it had not been for her appreciation and her faith in me, at a crucial time in my experience, I should never likely have become an inventor. I was always a careless boy, and with a mother of a different mental caliber, I would have turned out badly. But her firmness, her sweetness, her goodness were potent powers to keep me in the right path. My mother was the making of me. Moms, child caregivers everywhere. Your positive influence and your godly love for your child is essential, whether to lift up their dreams or to crush the dreams that they have. You're the pivot point for them so often on many occasions. God is asking you to truly choose to decide to invest in your children in such a way that they clearly see the love and the power of God, but that they feel that love and power. 
when you wrap them in your arms and you care for them day in and day out. In fact, did you know this? Your children can become what God has planned and whatever mom gives her children permission to become. Mary knew what it was like to be empowered by God. She was a young, young woman when Gabriel came and said, you'll be the mother of the Messiah. Now, 30 years later, she's not only a, a mother who is a model to follow, but Mary is optimistic at all times. Even at this wedding in Cana, she partnered with her son. And whether Jesus in that moment was ready or not, he launched an incredible ministry that not only was life-changing in that day, but this is the Messiah. And he would change hearts and lives. He's still changing hearts and lives because his mother believed in him. There's another scene I want us to share together. It's in John 19, verses 25 through 27. It's a much more difficult moment in Mary's life as the mother of Jesus. Near the cross of Jesus stood his mother, his mother's sister, Mary the wife of Clopas and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus saw his mother there and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby, he said to her, woman, here is your son. And to the disciple, here is your mother. From that time on, this disciple took her into his home. Here's the third virtue that we learn and see in the life of Mary. A mother is a maintainer of the faith. Can I say that for us again? A mother is a maintainer of the faith. This was a heart-wrenching moment when Mary is standing watching Jesus die on the cross. Many people watching Jesus saw him as a rabbi, a friend. He was the hope of the Jewish faith. But to Mary, this was her son. And in that moment on the cross dying, Jesus didn't forget the power of love that Mary had shown him all of his earthly life. He looks at John. That's the understanding of the passage, the disciple that Jesus loved. He looks at John and he says, now my mother is your mother. You need to take care of her. And from then on, John did. But understand this morning that what, what really is incredible to understand is that Mary did not give up on knowing who Jesus was. She was a maintainer of the faith. 
From the very first moment that she was told that she would be the mother of the Messiah, Mary, I'm sure, struggled. There were times where Mary, I'm sure, did not understand God's plan. And this was probably one of them. Why was Jesus dying on the cross? Mary wasn't about to give up on her son. And in the most horrific moment of his life, after the beating and the torture, and then being nailed to a cross, Mary stood watching her son. And I believe this. I believe it was an encouragement to Jesus. The great John Wesley, who was the founder of Methodist movements throughout the world, once said of his mother, Susanna, my mother was the source from which I derived the guiding principles of my life. Moms, I can't encourage you enough to model the perseverance of God so that your children see your hope in Jesus Christ day after day after day. Your children need that. Not just when they're young, but as they get older and they go in a different direction and they become adults. And maybe even adults that stray off the path. Realize that you are crucial to training up your child in the way that he or she should go. And we live in a world today that's a mess. We live in a world today that's confused over gender and pronouns and, 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 and what a child really is. I'm here to tell you, God has appointed mothers to lead and direct the way. Not because it's easy, but because it's essential. Can I turn to Acts chapter 1, 12 through 14? I just want to show you an incredible moment that follows the crucifixion of Jesus. Then the apostles returned to Jerusalem from the hill called the Mount of Olives, a Sabbath day's walk from the city. When they arrived, they went upstairs to the room where they were staying. Those present were Peter, John, James, and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew, Matthew, James, son of Alphaeus, and Simon the Zealot, and Judas, son of James. They all joined together constantly in prayer, along with the women, and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. In this passage, we find Mary waiting with the disciples in the upper room. She was waiting, and, and this became the day known as Pentecost, when God gave the Holy Spirit in such a powerful way. Why in the world was Mary there waiting with everyone else in prayer? Simply put, Mary knew that Jesus, her son, was truly the Messiah. Mary was a maintainer of the faith. She was a rock of unending expectation. Like Mary, every mother needs to stand up 
needs to be faithful on a day-to-day basis and model to their children the love of God. Be optimistic at all times and be that maintainer of the faith so that your child, even when they're struggling, knows not only that they can count on you, but moms, child caregivers, let's help our children realize that they can put all of their trust in God. It's funny, every one of my children, when they wanted to find Jesus as their Savior, when they were very young, they all went to Kay to ask about Jesus, and she prayed with them so that Jesus would live in their hearts. One day, Kay looked at me, and she goes, does it bother you that the children and come, come to me and talk to me about God? You, you're, I know you're the pastor, and you're their dad, but does it bother you? And I go, not at all. I would expect nothing less, I told Kay, because they see Jesus in you. A mother is a maintainer of the faith. Now moms, I hope you've been tracking with me. I hope everyone has been just captivated by the stories found in the life of Mary. And it's easy to remember because if you look on this last screen, you'll see that what we've been doing has been uh, creating a portrait of a mom who loves God. Model to follow, optimistic at all times, and a maintainer of the faith. That's mom. That's you. And I, I stand here this morning thanking every mother who has put her faith in Jesus Christ, every caregiver of children who has chosen to put their love and faith in Jesus Christ, I stand here thanking you for investing in and raising children who believe there is a God and that God is real because they've seen God in you. I want to pray for us this morning, and I especially want to pray for you moms. God, thank you for Mother's Day. Thank you for this great celebration of life. Thank you for the ability that we have to put all of our faith in you, Jesus. Nothing's changed through the centuries. We still need you, Jesus, as our Savior and Lord. And God, I'm praying today for the moms. I'm praying for each woman who is a caregiver to a child that needs to see Jesus. A child who needs to know that there is hope in a world that is struggling to do the right thing. And God, I pray right now today that you would be glorified in and through these mothers as they strive to do the best that they can. 
for your glory and for your honor. Give wisdom and grace, highly favor these women that are making a difference and changing the world one child at a time. We love you and we give you all the praise. And we ask this today on this Mother's Day in Jesus' name. Amen. Moms, I love you so much. Dads, you too. But what an incredible opportunity we've had to dive into Scripture. And I want to encourage you as you go from here, don't, don't focus on the struggles that you're having where you think that uh, you're not measuring up. Let's lean into God and watch as he gives grace and wisdom and as you empower the children in your life to be the best they can be. I love you, and until we see each other again, take heart and be transformed. Hey friends, thanks for listening. And if you want to be a part of our e-family, then all you have to do to join us is click the link below, and you can check us out on our YouTube page. You can also join us on social media. And if you'd like to support the ministry, then just click the link to give. We're so grateful for all of our partners, and together we can do more than we can alone. So again, thanks to all of you for listening to this podcast, and also thank you for helping us reach people around the world through Jesus Christ.